Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios. This is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Additional sponsors include Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Bebert Collision Care Center, Cooper Complete Nutritional Supplements, Heritage Creamery, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Hi, this is Matt Mosley. It's a busy Friday. Lots going on. And uh, lots going on with the Big 12. What Cowboys won? I thought we'd talk the whole time on that. We will. We'll, we'll do some on the Cowboys. But uh, today it became official, and uh, the Big 12 is celebrating. And Aaron Sexton, good to have you alongside. We're I mean, finding out who all our new voices are in the conference. We got one scheduled at about 3.40 today. Um, and um, that's uh, the voice of BYU. Now, did, did um, I had I was just, I just had to, I, have, I had a whole bunch of stuff I had to accomplish this morning. By the way, Aaron, got to bed in typical Mosley fashion after a Cowboys game. I had to do late night Cowboys work for my podcast, the Doomsday Podcast. Got in bed at 3.30 a.m., uh, may have gone to bed by 4, up at 7.30 this morning, Aaron, for a pep rally at my daughter's school, <laughs> getting ready for that. And so it was, it's been a tough turnaround today. Oh, Aaron, if only if only I knew how to take naps. I think pe- I always admire people that can take naps. I'm the same way. I can't. If, oh, I, if I go out, man. I'm out for at least an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're saying you, you can you, but you can't take naps. You can't like do a, a two hour. Is that have you ever tried one? I mean, does, does that not work for you? I, I mean, I, in, anything over an hour, I don't really consider a nap. I can't do okay. like twenty to forty minutes like some yeah. people and fi- yeah. wake up feeling refreshed. Oh. I, my body won't let me get to sleep, and if it does, then I'll sleep for at least an hour, an hour and a half. You know, Tacker just falls asleep at his desk every day for forty five <laughs> minutes. <laughs> Terry, what are you doing, buddy? Ah, Terry's a Terry never sleeps. The man who never sleeps. One of the great account reps, one of the great sales reps in the history of radio, Terry Tacker, my good friend. Okay, um, we've had some uh, programming updates uh, just in the past couple of minutes, actually. Uh, Mac Rhodes is going to join us at 325, okay? And then uh, Curtis Quillen, who is going to be at 320 today, Curtis has uh, graciously moved. We'll call him in a few minutes and talk about some of these high school games because I love, man, I love these high school games. I love, uh, love everything about it. Uh, and and so uh, we need to uh, we need to hit on that for sure. And uh, at some point, Aaron, a little bit later in the program, we've got uh, oh, at about three forty-five, we've got the the voice of BYU is going to hop on with us. My gosh, we need more than one hour today. It's okay. We're going to figure it out. But uh, that'll be fun to do that. And then uh, uh, let's see. We've got Schmaltz's. We need to do our Schmaltz's contest today, Aaron. Aaron, do you have our trivia question? Do you have it planned out? Please be thinking of one if you don't. I think I, – oh, oh, I got one. I got one, Aaron. It'll be BYU. Okay, I like this. I like this. 
I don't know if I can throw it out yet, though, because people will start texting in and everything. Yeah, I've I, would got wait, B- I would wait a second. I've got a BYU-related one, okay? And I'm going to need your help, uh, Aaron, kind of getting that together. But I think I've got one. It'll be uh, – but I think i got a good BYU-Baylor-type-related schmaltz's question. We'll do that later in the program, though. Um, and uh, and that'll be uh, that'll be fun. Um, st- <laughs> when are we going to do that, Aaron? We only have until four o'clock. Should we do it? Should I give the the, the question right now? Just do the schmaltzes. Um, I, we'll we'll see about it. Uh, I just know right now. Again, the uh, the the I, I, we actually can do this. Who was and and Aaron? I'll help you with the answer here if you need it. But people will start. This is the uh, and you can use our CNC Collision Center text line two five four six six two sixteen sixty. Okay, and and you know if you have to Google this, fine. I really reward though the first person. If you're the if you're the quickest Googler, great. You get two free sandwiches to Schmaltz's, one of the great sandwiches in all of East Texas. Central Texas, West Texas, all parts of West Texas, all parts of Texas. It's a beautiful sandwich. I love the schmaltz. And I like it if they have that jalapeno bread, get it. Anytime they're offering the jalapeno bread, get in there and get it. Okay, who was playing quarterback for BYU the last time Baylor played BYU in a football game? Who was the quarterback? For BYU, and you're thinking, well, I remember they played back in the 80s. Have they played since then? Well, we'll see. We'll see if you get this one. Uh, who was who was the quarterback? BYU's had some great ones over the years. Bosco comes to mind. If you could just text me that answer. Mind. All these. Uh, and, 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 but we know these things will come flowing in here in a minute. And at some point today, we'll announce the winner. 254-662-1660. The last quarterback, uh, the last time Baylor and BYU played. Aaron, do you know off the top of your head what year that would have been? I don't, and I don't know the answer, so I need you to text me. I always be, Aaron, it's fine, buddy. I've got this. Okay, we're, we're good. We're good. Um, the last time, because you'll, you'll know when they start coming in, they'll be right. The BYU <laughs> quarterback. Aaron, just roll with me. You're fine. BYU quarterback, and uh, no, Aaron, I was just kind of doing radio with you, just seeing if you remembered, because you used to go to those games. I was sitting in the stadium for one of those last BYU games, and it was so exciting. So start uh, hitting the uh, CNC Collision Center, and we'll let you know later in the program the winner, 254-662-1660 is that. All right, uh, Aaron, and you can uh, when you get an opportunity, we'll uh, you can go ahead and uh, and get Mr. Quillen on the phone now. I know I'm asking you to do a lot, but it's just what I do. All right, uh, while we're getting Curtis Quillen, who's uh, usually comes on at 3:20 or 3:40, he has uh, graciously adjusted his time. Let me just say that uh, what at what an unbelievable Cowboys. Uh, game that was last night. I mean, I, I, how can you not? I mean, I know you wanted to win, and it was a, it was four takeaways, and it was, it was remarkable. I mean, the bottom line is when you get a performance like that from Dak, and then you have the turnover margin, you win it by three. Uh, you want to get that thing done, and and they did not. 
But, man, alive, was that not one of the performances of the ages? I mean, to go out there, and we didn't know what Dak was going to look like. We had no clue what that was. You know, it's like, how much rust is he going to have? He looked elite. He looked Mahomes-like. I mean, you know, ball's coming back there, and, and he drops it one time, and he picks it up, and he flings it out there to... Uh, I think that was Amari on that one. Amari uh, and CD combined for three touchdowns in over 200 yards. Now that, that was some offense. And uh, we do have Curtis Quillen joining us now. Curtis, the great thing about having Curtis on, he can he can really go a number of directions with me. And he knows when you come on with the Mosley Show, you have to be, you have to be uh, versatile and ready. Curtis... Um, the 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 ratings are coming in for this thing. It's like it's like the highest rated Sunday night game I think since like 2015. Monster monster ratings across all the networks. This was massive, and um, I I would say that uh, from a from a Cowboys fan perspective, and I'm not a Cowboys fan. I just cover them. Okay, I did grow up a Cowboys fan. Um, and, and Curtis, I'm not, I know what part of Texas you're from. I don't know if you're, are you in, in where you're from? Is that more Cowboys or was that more Oilers territory? That was Cowboys through and through. I'm not a yeah. Cowboys fan myself, Matt, but man, the, uh, the Cowboys presence in the San Antonio area. I mean, there's a reason they had training camp there for years. And there's a reason why the San Antonio television stations get the same access as all the Dallas outlets with the Cowboys because it is Cowboys country down there. Okay, they love them. Um, I would say, Curtis, and, and, and even though you may not be a Cowboys fan, you are obviously, as a football fan, watching this thing closely. And um, what a – what a and, and we've watched C.D. Lamb up close for, for a lot of years. Now let me ask you what a lot of our listeners have on their mind to, minds today. Uh, a couple of different things. First of all, that kicker. Oh my gosh, what are you doing? <laughs> Thirty-one yard misses the misses the extra point. And what did they tell us all preseason? He'll be fine. He'll be fine. Let him get a few kicks in here and there. He'll be fine. And then they go out there and and put that mess. Just put. I mean, he 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 does that. But was it offensive pass interference? And I I got to say, in the in the heat of battle, sometimes. You, you know, those can go either way, but the Cowboys have certainly had one go against them. Even last year, I think one went against Gallup. And, well, when you slow that thing down, Jordan Lewis, but that was Godwin out there, just shoved him right down to the ground. And, and he and he ends up on his backside. Curtis, did you, did you have that as an offensive pass interference on the Bucs? Because it was that play and it was that catch that allowed Tampa to get into field goal position and win that game. Our, uh, our fallen comrade, Matt Roberts and I had a conversation about this over Twitter last night. and He and I are on the same page. I don't think that that was offensive pass interference. And I'm going to explain why one of the things that they, and, and I'm a former football official and my dad is one. My brother is one. One of the key indicators you're looking for is an extension of the arm and Godwin's arm never fully extended. What happened was, the, the defensive back put his hands out first, initiated contact, and how we get to that point matters. So the fact that you have the defensive back initiating the hand fighting really does matter in this one. 
and they were hand fighting throughout. And then I think it was just a, to me, you, you watch him turn back to the ball. There's still bending his arm. So what that tells me is he's putting the defender on skates and it's just a very good hard stop route, turn around, catch the ball, get out of bounds. So I don't think it was pass interference. Now I'm going to be very honest with you too. I wholeheartedly would have understood if there was a flag on that play and I, it wouldn't have gotten me riled up one way or the other, but I don't, to me, and in my experience, having worn the stripes, Matt, it was not offensive pass interference. Man, that's why I love having Curtis Quillen, KCEN, Channel 6. The man, he's the man for all seasons. And he's got some officiating in his blood. And uh, right, right now, Curtis, I should give out your, uh, let me see, I should give out your Twitter handle because all these Cowboys fans are going to want to reach out. Curtis, that was, that was absolutely offensive pass interference. Um, boy, you've, I'm sure you've been shouted out as an official before. Always admire people that want to be an official. I A couple of times, Curtis, at like my daughter's basketball games, it even happened one time in a junior high game, I was called upon from the stands. Oh, Mr. Mosley, he does radio. He's in forts. He can officiate. <laughs> that was rough. Different animal, it, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, and uh, Curtis, what's that little signal? You know, when you when you signal for like a block shot, it's not a foul. I just chose to go with that on everything. I was just making that signal like every possession. Block shot. That's a block shot. I just didn't really didn't really feel like calling a lot of fouls. So I, I don't know. I don't I don't think I was cut out for it, but uh I you I admire folks who are. That was a tremendous, uh tremendous football game. And um and Curtis, I would think that uh, Cowboys fans around Central Texas and down into San Antonio where you're from, I have to while it's I mean, I, I think it's it's two different thoughts they're having today one is you let one get away you had like a yeah. uh, like a unbelievable performance by a quarterback those for 400 yards is just beautiful his only interception was shouldn't have been he put it on the money to cd lamb um and and you win the turnover battle by three and you lose the game i mean part of you is like how do you lose that game but i would say part of the fan base has to be like well that to me looks like the best team in the nfc east I think it is the best team in the NFC East after last night. And it's weird to be saying that about the Cowboys and especially about the Cowboys after a loss, isn't it? I mean, this is a team that I'm going to be honest. I had to issue a mea culpa on the air after the game last night because we carried the game. I had to say, look, I didn't even expect that out of the Cowboys. I expected them to go to Tampa and get smacked around while the Buccaneers celebrated a Super Bowl win. And I think I was in the majority when I expected that. And so to see the offense perform the way it did, to see the defense just stand up on its head the way it did, I mean, good gravy. That Cowboys defense last night was impressive. Um, yeah, you could, you should, you can argue you should have had that one. And I think that they, I think they should have. The Cowboys had their chances to win that game. I mean, think about it. If you just look at the points that were left on the board by missed field goals and PATs, the Cowboys win that game, mathematically speaking. Obviously, there's other twists and turns that have to happen in the game. But mathematically speaking, you left eight points on the field because of missed kicks. You win the game at that point. So you gotta, you, you, you think that you are the front runner in the NFC East at that point. And so now you just got to go out and prove it. You go to L.A. next week before you go home for a couple. And so you got to go prove it against the Chargers in uh, – 
what is it, eight, uh, nine days now? Yeah, nine, nine days. You're right. You get a tiny bit of a break, and then it's coming up. And uh, by the way, did you uh, did you know the Schmaltz's trivia question? Do you know who is the quarterback at BYU the last time these teams played? And by the way, it's they've split. There was an unbelievable game in '83, but then the Bears the Bears went to BYU. I'm giving all kinds of hints in '84. Would you be able to come up with who was quarterbacking at BYU, Curtis, in 1984? Is that Steve Young? Mm, has to be Steve Young, doesn't it? you think I'd have <laughs> 83. I got to see him. I remember as a kid, Baylor won that game. I think it was 46-40. to 40. And then that following year, it might have been Bosco. Anyway, we've got all kinds of answers coming in. Um, all right. Uh, I, I did want to... Um, Curtis, ask you about what you do, man. You, the Friday nights, Friday nights are for the the Quillen man. And I appreciate you, by the way, moving at the last minute. Uh, Mac Rhodes is going to join us at three twenty-five, and there's some big news in Baylorland. By the way, are you excited about these four teams, Curtis? Do you do you find yourself now, like on Saturdays, seeing what Cincinnati and Houston and BYU? Are you checking? Are you checking, uh, you know, to see how UCF did? Are you already almost thinking of them as Big 12 foes? I mean, UCF fits into the Big 12 about as well as anybody else ever has, right? You got a fan, you got a fan base that thinks it's accomplished something, even though it never got to the stage to actually do it on with that uh, claim national championship. I mean, what is this, 1930? You can't claim national championships anymore. No, I'm excited about the new Big 12. I think that the the conference understood it was never going to restore the prestige it lost when Texas and Oklahoma left in football. And so it brought in teams that kept the conference as elevated as humanly possible in football. In basketball, Matt, holy crap. This conference got so fun. The potential at Central Florida is amazing. And then you add fifth third arena in Cincinnati, the Marriott Center in Provo, you add uh, the Fertitta Center in Houston, you have three awesome venues for three incredibly historic programs. I mean, BYU has, like, it's up near the top as far as NCAA tournament berths and NCAA tournament wins for uh, Division One men's college basketball, and that's without any Final Fours. And so that's this is going to be a really fun league in men's basketball, and I think that the conference took the right approach with football. Salvage what you can. Understand you're not going to replace everything you lost. All right. <clears throat> By the way, whoever said in our Schmaltz's trivia question, I, I think I had this one right because I, I just, in my mind, I remember them going up and getting their teeth knocked in the last time they played BYU. It was in Provo. I would have been 11 years old. Curtis, you may have not joined us yet. 1984. I don't know if you had entered My this world. My dad was still in high school. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> Robbie Bosco went 28 for 43 for 363 and six touchdowns. Whoa. Sheesh. Bosco Bosco put it on us. So I hope somebody out there will find out who won the Schmaltz's contest. Real quick, um, Curtis, I'm sorry. We usually talk a lot of high school, but with you and I, we, we, we like to talk about a bunch of different stuff. Game of the week. Oh, Give yeah. me the game of the week for uh, Channel 6, and in, in, uh, in, in how do you see this thing playing out? 
We got Academy at Grosbeck, a battle undefeated tonight. Both teams coming in 2-0. and Very, very different ends of the spectrum on 2-0. and You know, Academy is very young this year. Lost a star-studded senior class, a massive senior class after the 2020 season. Um, Grosbeck comes in 18 returning starters entering the season, including a three-year starter at quarterback in Allen Lewis. Uh, this is a, a Grosbeck team loaded with experience, expe- expecting to compete with Malakoff once again for a district championship there in Region 2 in 3A Division 1. Um, look, the computers that Dave Campbell's have, this is a five-point game. Like, this is going to be an awesome affair. They're, you know, you have the spread with Grosbeck against the, what is it, the wing T or the power I, whatever it is, Lancaster got uh, brought to Academy from Troy. Um, this is a awesome awesome affair between two teams who have their eye on a playoff spot in 3a division one one out of district uh seven or eight and the other one out of district 11 really looking forward to that and then we have a just a a whole bunch of games that uh we're looking forward to being able to spotlight tonight nikki's heading down highway 77 to milam county for the rivalry affair between uh Mm. rockdale and lexington then you've got cameron yo franklin tonight at yo field which is an awesome game that she's going to get to be at um and then we're going to see if bartlett can take another step under brian cosma get a second win in a season for the first time in a long time uh in a game that the dave campbell's computers have as a one-point affair between the bulldogs and meridian tonight all right, one of these days I'd like to see you on the mic, you know, doing a stand-up and then get right in those stripes and go straight out and do a game. I mean, I think you need to be <laughs> able to show that kind of versatility. Curtis, always fun. We appreciate you, buddy. Appreciate it, guys. Have a good one. There he goes. Curtis Quillen, new sports director over at Channel 6, does a nice job and, of course, was reacting to the Cowboys last night. They had that game. Fun to have Curtis on. All right, Mac Rhodes, Baylor Director of Athletics. It's a huge day. All the invitations have come, uh, gone out. They've been accepted. Here they come. I think we still have some formalities to do, but they're all coming. We're all celebrating the new entries into the Big 12. Mac Rhodes, Baylor AD, joins us next. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Michael Point. Looking great for high school football tonight. Clear skies, very quiet conditions. Later on tonight, we'll see a little haze move across the region with lows dropping to 63 degrees. Hazy sunshine in the forecast for tomorrow. High of 95 and looks good on Sunday with mostly sunny skies and 93. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. It's the Baylor Coaches Show this Wednesday with the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Now beginning at 7 p.m. Join us Wednesday, not from Rudy's, but here on ESPN Central Texas and hear from equestrian head coach Casey Maxwell and football coach Dave Aranda. Join us this Wednesday for the Baylor Coaches Show, now 7 to 8 p.m. Wednesdays here on ESPN Central Texas. When it comes to automotive collision repair, there is a difference in a business certified by the major auto manufacturers and one that's not. Bebrick Collision Care Center is a certified repair shop by Chrysler. 
Ford, General Motors, Hyundai, Kia, Nissan, and Subaru. Their list of services include collision repair and refinishing, structural repair and frame straightening, paintless dent repair, and full automotive detailing. Family owned since 1962, Beebrick Collision Care Center, 1515 LaSalle Avenue in Waco. In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at PioneerBoys.com. So a friend told me about Mr. Clean Magic Eraser and his exact words were, it changed my life. I used to spend a ridiculous amount of time trying to remove tomato sauce from inside our microwave and soap scum off the bathtub. It's like seriously magic and my secret weapon for cleaning the kitchen, bathroom, doors and walls and even keeping my sneakers clean. Mr. Clean Magic Eraser. Greatest invention ever. Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean. Mr. Clean Magic Eraser, the unicorn of cleaning. Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weinch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Dak Prescott threw for 403 yards and three touchdowns, had one interception, and the Cowboys only rushed for 60 yards. The Super Bowl champ Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Cowboys 31 to 29 to start the NFL season. College football tonight, one game in the Big 12. Kansas is at number 17. Coastal Carolina kickoff at 6:30. Last night in high school football, Harker Heights and McNeil had their game postponed because of stadium issues. The Clean Kangaroos beat Waco Lions 42 to nothing. Tonight on our airways, Waco University hosts Terrell on Star 104.9, pregame at 7. And the Temple Wildcats host the Huddle Hippos, pregame at 7 on Fox Sports Central Texas. The Baylor Bears have their home opener tomorrow at McLean Stadium with Texas Southern. Our coverage starts with Game Day Live with Tom Barfield, Matt Mosley, and Lark Smith starting at 2 o'clock. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Well, it is an exciting day in Baylor land and across the Big 12. The Big 12 has bounced back somehow from the ashes, uh, or what it seemed. I don't think this guy ever gave up. It is Mac Rhodes, the director of athletics, joining the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Mac, I mean, is it, are you coming up for air? This has to have felt like, uh, I don't know if it's felt like a sprint. It's hard to believe. It's, I think it's 51 days since that fateful news story dropped in the Chronicle that uh, Texas and OU were planning to leave the conference. Is it, do you just almost have to shake your head at, at, at everything that's happened since then? Yeah, man, that, that feels like, like longer than 55 days ago. <laughs> and uh, it feels like it's been a long journey, a long slog. But, um, but look, we, we, uh, we landed, I think, in a great place. And uh, I'm excited for the the eight, um, you know, current um, members that that are staying in the conference, and uh, really grateful to to the other seven. 
and um, you know talked about adversity when when people go through adversity together i think it can bring them them closer together and i really think that's that's happened for for the eight of us and then just excited for the four that uh will be joining the the the, the conference and um i i, I think there's a, a special opportunity for for the big 12 to to be better than it's ever been before and uh i think we've we've had we've enjoyed um you know, uh, uh, you know, a, a place, a really good place, um, status in, in college athletics. And, uh, and I believe the, the addition of the four give us this, this opportunity to continue, continue that, but, but even surpass and be better than, than what we've been before. How did this, how quickly did you kind of get it down to these four names? You serve, it seems like you head up almost every committee, but the expansion committee, uh, boy, y'all had to put that thing back together in a hurry and and look at that immediately after all this news was breaking. The vetting process and, and how you got to these four, I mean, uh, Mac, that had to be, that had to be a very quick process. And, and what was it? In the end, do you feel like about these specific four schools that that felt right um, when the conference decided this is the way they needed to go? Yeah, I, I think once once we you know um, the the initial you know gut punch and reaction and and we were able to get our our legs you know underneath us so to speak and and we began to focus on. Uh, on expansion, you know, you're, you're right. It, it, um, that, that process, um, happened, you know, fairly quickly. Um, we, we certainly expedited it, but, but I don't think we, um, we, we did it at the expense of, of thoroughness. I think we were extremely, extremely thorough in terms of looking at, at, at possibilities, you know, these, these four and, and, um, you know, look, there there were many that uh, that wanted to, to to be a member of the of the Big Twelve, but but these four, you know, stood out. We we obviously looked at, you know, TV market, which really speaks to potential. We looked at TV audience, which is is reality. You know, how attractive are they? You know, how many people are watching when when they're playing on TV, etc. We we looked at you know football relevancy um that that's obviously important in today's world um in today's economic world of of you know of college athletics and and how that drives you know tv tv revenue um and you know when you you thought about the the football relevancy piece you know you you looked at how successful that they've been over over time and all four have been, you know, very successful over time with with different head coaches leading leading the program, which, you know, in my opinion, speaks to, you know, commitment by the institution. It, it speaks to um, infrastructure resources, and I also think it speaks to to access to the talent. And so that was uh, a big part of it. You know, the the men's basketball discussion was important for us. Um, you know, Big Twelve is has enjoyed um you know at least certainly since i've been at, at, at baylor and and you know i think even before um this this status is as the best you know men's basketball conference in in the country uh i think these four um 
absolutely um, continue to, 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 to drive that. And, uh, you know, I think Ken Palm even released some statistics that, that we're still ranked number one um, with, with the addition of the four. So, um, you know, you think about, like, since 2015, only four group of five teams have finished top 12 in the final AP football poll. Um, the four that, that we're adding um, and that were, you know, announced today, those, those are the four. And so, um, and then, you know, I think that the institutions and you look at the leadership and, and all of the other sport programs um, all compete at a really, really high level. So, uh, again, I, I think that uh, we landed in a great spot. I think we landed in the best, best possible spot that we could have. All right, and what did you find about Baylor? Talking to Mac Rhodes, Baylor Director of Athletics on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Mac, in those kind of uh, crazy, chaotic days, um, what, what did you, you know, in a Pac-12, uh, obviously Bob uh, Bowlesby went to have a meeting with the Pac-12. That was well publicized. But what was the sense out there when it was, it, 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 there was a every man for himself kind of feeling for a little bit there? And you had to be looking at every scenario for Baylor. What was the uh, interest level, and and where where did you uh, suddenly Baylor was like in the marketplace? It had to be a strange feeling. What was the feedback you were getting out there, and did, did, did was there was there interest? What was that uh, What was that like? Yeah, I, I think that was part of the the, the, the journey, uh, Matt. The the process, you know everybody kind of looking out and, and seeing, you know, what's, what's best for their, their own particular institution. And, you know, certainly the early, very, very early conversation that the commissioner had with, with the PAC 12, is that an option? Right. And, um, you know, is it not an option? And so, you know, it was this, um, this evolutionary process of, of, you know, all of us, the eight of us coming together and saying, Hey, you know, our, our best chance to be to be viable, to be really, really strong and, and not lose a step is to remain together and to go get, you know, the, the best institutions that that we possibly possibly you know can. When we when we first started that and, and, and beginning to think that way, you know, we didn't know if that was one or two or, or, or four. Right. And uh, we uh, we landed on the four because of you know, uh, the reasons why, you know, I, I explained earlier, but, um, you know, that was, that was an interesting process. And as, you know, leader of the athletics program, here you are, you're looking at, at all of your options. You have different pathways moving, going, um, at the, at the same time, um, always foundationally back of your head, you're, you're thinking about big 12 and future and, and, uh, you know, how do we, how do we keep it together? And, you know, is there a pathway to do that? Uh, is there uh, is that the best best pathway? And um, so, again, I think um, it it took a little bit of time to to get where we are today, but um, absolutely the very best path we we could have taken. I I really do do believe that. Um, grateful to Commissioner Bowlesby and and the, and the staff, and you know, um, Dr. Livingstone was. Uh, was uh, a rock star through this as, as well. Um, so, you know, the, the other seven athletic directors and, and seven president 
chancellors were were as well. You know, I thought Bob Bowlesby had been wounded, and and I've been pretty public. I like Bob personally, but I just felt like it was maybe you needed new leadership. Maybe that would have looked uh, like instability out there. I, I know probably there are members of the conference that feel differently on that. But you've seen Bob work, and you've been on committees with him. Um, I, I just and I've heard you even say this. He he had to feel I, a lot of people felt duped and felt personally hurt because they felt like they were misled by a couple of member schools. You know, I I just wondered if he was the right guy. Like if you needed a new voice because he was so wounded in this whole thing. I, and and you know maybe I'm completely wrong about this. How, how do you? How has Bob led during this time? And I guess I should say, how wrong am I? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, you know, I, I look. Um, I, I certainly don't want to want to speak for 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 the commissioner, but um, you know, I, I think you know if, if you know he was going to be vulnerable, and um, and and he was with with us. Um, I think he was hurt um, because you know it. It, he certainly understands business, but um, I think he he felt like you know the the friendships and the trust that that you know was there. Um, I, I think you know like like any one of us in his seat, I, I think would have felt somewhat betrayed. And 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 again, I I don't say that negatively against UT or, or, or Oklahoma, but but you know he. He absolutely any any one of us would have would have felt that way and 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 I think you know that that was that was hard for him and and maybe the first time you know in a very long lustrous career that that he that he ever felt that way or that's ever happened to him and so I think he battled back fighting through that and um, and uh, you know he absolutely was right in the middle of 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 the outcome today and uh and let it and um he's he's got great resolve he's you know he's got pride like all of us and um you know he was gonna fight like crazy i think that 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 wrestler in him came out and um and um you know he he was gonna make sure that uh, that that we landed in a in a in a really really good good place and and in a in a great place, I think, and you know, and I think he'd be the first to say that. Um, look, he's grateful to to all of the presidents and and athletic directors because they they had a um, they had a, a piece of this and, and uh, of this as well. All right, and do you have any feel, Mac, for like in two people are asking the question in 2016, you could have had these same four teams. The, the conference went through expansion now. Oddly enough, I, you, you might have been at Missouri then. You had been at Houston, and I'm sure you were able to give some great input on Houston. But when you look back and you've studied kind of the history of all this, like why could, you know, I think people wonder, could have doing, could doing this back then have prevented UT and OU from leaving? Now, my answer to that is it was probably UT who blocked it. But in, in learning sort of the history and how this has all happened, Mac, what was the, what would you say about that process back in 2016? And in, in retrospect, should the expansion have happened several years ago? 
Yeah, I think it's a fair question. And, uh, you know, I, I arrived at Baylor, you know, and I don't remember exactly, but, but it was maybe just a couple weeks after, you know, the, the conference made the decision um, whether or not to, to expand and obviously ultimately decided not to. I, I think when, when I had my press conference, it was football media day, and the question was still out there. But by the time my first day came around in, in mid-August, they had, they had made that decision. And, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, there were some schools that, that felt like, you know, staying, staying at 10 was, was best. You know, um, in retrospect, you know, hindsight 2020, um, you know, would we be in a different place if, if we added a couple schools? I don't know that that, that prevents, you know, a UT and an Oklahoma from, from, from leaving maybe it you know would have would have helped with this this period of time we just we just went through, um, but you know um, we can we can sit here and guess and and wonder. I just know this. Um, I know that you don't get very far moving forward uh, driving a car if you're if you're continually looking in the in the rearview mirror. And um, you know I think there's moments in time where you you have to look in the rearview mirror so that you learn. And, and you grow from it, but you know we're we're looking forward, and uh, I I really believe that this this conference has a has an opportunity to be the best version um, the Big Twelve has ever had. Well, I uh, listen. I uh, really appreciate it. I cannot wait to see hopefully a, a large crowd tomorrow against Texas Southern. It'll be great to see everybody at McLean. Uh, Mac, thanks for taking the time. Exciting day, busy day for you. Great to have you back on. All right. Thank you, Matt. I appreciate the opportunity. We'll see you tomorrow. There he goes. Mac Rhodes, Baylor Director of Athletics, joining the Matt Mosley Show on a huge day um, when uh, when all these invitations have gone out, been accepted, uh, and uh, lots to unpack there and, and very interesting stuff. Uh, even that last uh, quote from from Mac, kind of wanted to follow up on that, but uh, uh, I, I needed to get Mac out of there by a certain time or I'm going to get myself in trouble. Um, but uh, very, very interesting, the last thing Mac said. Okay, we are going to talk to the voice of the Cougars. Now, which Cougar is that? BYU. The BYU Cougars. And uh, we'll do that next. The Baylor Bears open up the 2021 home campaign hosting Texas Southern this Saturday night at 6. And we'll be there with the Baylor Tailgate Show. Hi, this is Tom Barfield. Join Lark Smith, Matt Mosley, and me for the Baylor Tailgate Show starting Saturday afternoon at 2 o'clock. We'll be there to preview the game, bring you interviews and scores, and a whole lot more. Don't miss the Baylor Tailgate Show presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni this Saturday at 2 on your flagship station for Baylor football, ESPN Central Texas. It's a delicate machine and a substantial investment. That's why you can't afford to ignore your car or truck. And with Valvoline Express Care Waco on Valley Mills, you can be rest assured your car or truck is in good hands. From the quick oil change to brakes, struts, alternators, and all minor repairs, they'll keep your vehicle running in top shape with quick in and out service. Locally owned and operated by Paul Sadusky, they'll take care of all makes and models. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 6, and Saturday, 8 to 5. Keep your peace of mind with Valvoline Express Care in Waco, 833 North Valley Mills Drive in Waco. 
The best prices on new or used guns can be found at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. A large selection of 9mm guns, revolvers, shotguns, and ammo from brand names like Smith & Wesson, Canet, Bursa, Glock, and Ruger. Buy, sell, or trade with a friendly and knowledgeable staff that will promptly answer your questions, but not rush you through the shopping experience. Ask about their lifetime warranty on new guns. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive, 254-662-4803. Hey, it's Matt Mosley. NeighborWorks Waco has been assisting Central Texas families in the home buying process for 28 years. They're ready to assist you. Not enough money for down payment or a low credit score? NeighborWorks Waco has programs to help you improve your credit score and get the best loan with the least out-of-pocket expense. Call 254-752-1647 or visit nw-waco.org to get started. NeighborWorks Waco helps families of all income levels open the door to home ownership. NeighborWorks Waco, home ownership the right way. All right, love talking about UBO uh, because Sean Hunt with UBO is such a great friend and a great guy. Premier, copier, oh, the software service, they do it the best. They're the leader in the Central Texas. It is UBO, business services. Sean Hunt does such an incredible job for them. Appreciate them, everything they do. Sean Hunt was uh, uh, answering that BYU question just earlier today. And, man, they are exclusive to some of these great businesses across Central Texas, including Central National Bank, the presenting sponsors of the Matt Mosley Show. Aaron, see how I did that? Two sponsors in one in one live. That's the way you do it. Oh, you can uh, you can get you can get a hold of Sean. There's so many different uh, ways. The one way is to go to that website and. Uh, ubo.com i mean copiers pe people still all these companies uh these these copiers you have to have them and i have to have them mine never works and the great thing about ubo and all the services they do they get it done they service them it's one-stop shop and they do it all across central texas appreciate sean hunt we appreciate ubo with so many companies and policies out there, it gets so confusing shopping for insurance, and I never know if I'm getting the policy that's right for me. Luckily, I met the team at the Nitchie Group Insurance Agency. With the Nitchie Group, you can go to one company and get access to coverage options from many insurance carriers, and you get to speak to a real person about your specific coverage needs. With the Nitchie Group, I know I'm getting the right coverage at the right price. If you need insurance, talk to the experts at the Nitchie Group at 1-800-258-8302. Well, I tell you, it's been a busy, busy day, and I'm so happy to be joined by our next guest. It is uh, the voice of BYU, and uh, loving some of the pictures, loving how BYU, the excitement they're showing. It is uh, Greg Rubel, and Greg, this is... Uh, I was looking up. I had to do some old Baylor-BYU history. Isn't it fun that the Bears and BYU already have something on the books this season, next season? Because to go back to previous matchups, you got to go back to the 80s. And two great friends, Lavelle Edwards and Grant Taft, and, and some incredible quarterbacks, uh, Robbie Bosco and, of course, Steve Young before that. Now, Greg, how far do you go back? Can you remember those matchups, the high-flying uh, BYU teams of the early 80s. Well, I got something for you. I came down from Canada 
to attend BYU in 1984. My freshman year was 1984. The first BYU football game I ever witnessed in person was against Baylor. On September 8th, <laughs> September 8th, 1984, I sat in the South Edzo end zone stands at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, and BYU beat the Bears by a score of 47 to 13. The Cougs were then 2 and 0. They would finish 13 and 0 and win the national championship. On my first ever U.S. college football game I ever saw in person, featured the Baylor Bears. <laughs> the young Canadian sees the Bears and thinks. BYU will never lose another game. Well, I thought BYU. that's the way it went. You just win national <laughs> titles and win every game every year. <laughs> well, it's pretty awesome because so many offenses have come from Lavelle. And, I mean, I, you read stories of how Mummy and all those people and Mike and uh, Leach, and they all would go to those BYU practices all those years ago. Now, give us a little. You've already given us some great history and background where, I mean, and I'm loving some of the videos that are coming out of BYU today. Where's the excitement level from, from BYU fans? Are they, you know, obviously you guys decided, and you know, basketball and other things, WC, the, uh, you've been in that WCC, but you decided to go independent in football to be on the way to being associated with a conference again. Where is the excitement level? And is this something, I, I'm sure... BYU was in the mix in 2016. For whatever reason, that didn't work out for any of the schools. What is it, what is it like today as it, it, it sort of becomes official that BYU will be entering the Big 12? Well, I'm going to have to reference the great mockumentary entitled This is Spinal Tap <laughs> when guitarist Nigel Tufnell, talking about his amplifiers, said that his amplifiers were better than ones that go to 10 because his go to 11. Well, the excitement goes to 11 today here at BYU. It, it's one more than 10, if 10's the max. Um, Cougar Nation is energized. The campus is abuzz. This is a day of celebration. It's, uh, it came together really quickly. This process took less than 60 days, I think, from when the SEC um, and, and Texas and Oklahoma made their news. Uh, less than two months between that and, and, and this happening now. Uh, but it was really years and decades in the making for BYU, and, and this is just the culmination of a, a long effort, uh, some of that was recognized in the last decade of independence and some that you have to go back really to the days of Lavelle Edwards to realize that the Cougars were kind of laying the groundwork for national relevance back in the day. And uh, Greg Rubel uh, joining us on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, the voice of BYU. Isn't it funny, Greg, that uh, – the Bears hired your offensive coordinator away and your offensive line coach, and, and suddenly, uh, right, you know, the next season we're talking about the BYU coming to the Big 12. I mean, it's kind of like these yeah, folks I, can't get I, away from each other. I was going to give a shout-out to, to, to coaches Grimes and Mateos before this interview was over uh, because we really enjoyed having them here in Provo, and I got to work with Coach Grimes on a weekly TV show here, and, and of course, he had two stints at, at, at BYU, and so um, it was great to work with him twice, really, and then I've got, you know, he, he, he spent great years here recently and really, really fond of Jeff, didn't know Eric nearly as well, but to have them both now in Waco and have them on the schedule for this year, and then to realize that it's going to be a conference game in years to come, that's a pretty cool thing about this whole deal as well, and, and, and one of the great things about BYU joining the Big 12 is all the programs in the in in the Big 12, the existing and the new ones 
have some more or less relative recent history with BYU. Uh, they've all played games with BYU uh, in, in football and or men's basketball as recently as last season, or certainly most of them recently, as recently as since the year 2000, but, but most of them much more recent than that. Texas Tech's really the only one with a sizable gap in, in two big sports, but everyone else, BYU has seen one way or the other. And, and so it's not fish out of water. It's not we don't know these guys or we never play each other because they've been on each other's schedule. And as you know, TCU and BYU were conference colleagues for a long time as well. So the Cougars have a lot of games played against TCU in, in the marquee sports. And so there's a lot of reasons to like um, how this thing came together. And from a personal standpoint, I'm excited to know that I'll be going to venues I haven't seen or been to yet. Uh, this is my 30th year uh, on the football radio broadcast crew, my 21st as the play-by-play announcer. And I've got some bucket list venues and bucket list cities, and, and the Big 12 will help me cross a few of those off here in the next few years, I'm certain. And, um, you know, basketball, too. It's, it's going to be a, f- a lot of fun nights in the Big 12. Uh, the Marriott Center uh, will become the largest venue in the Big 12. Uh, Lavelle Edwards Stadium will be the largest football stadium in the Big 12 once Texas and Oklahoma leave the conference. And so they're big venues, but they fit a lot of people, and they'll draw a lot of people once the Cougars join the Big 12, no doubt. What is the uh, – I know I could look this up, What's the, but you, you ring these numbers off the top of your head. What are the capacities at both of those venues? Yeah, 63 and a half, 63-7 for Lavelle Edwards Stadium, and, uh, and almost 19,000 at the Marriott Center. Okay, the, you know, the defending national champs of Baylor will come to town at some point. And by the way, what should people, Baylor have never been to Provo, can we see mountains from the stands? We don't get to see a lot of that. We, we kind of oh, can go to no, Austin absolutely. and see the hill country. Now, now first but, of all, the yeah. basketball, I, I have been fortunate to call a basketball game at Baylor and have, of course, Baylor come to the Marriott Center. But I've never called football uh, there in Waco. I will here at McLean Stadium next month. Um, and, of course, Baylor's been here, as we know, and, and, and the last meeting BYU played in Waco was back in 1983. But all that said, your question about mountains, yeah. Anybody who calls a football game at BYU has the mountains right out their window in the press box. It is a staggering sight, and, I, and I, I, I try to never take it for granted. It is an amazing view, and the mountains are right in front of you. I mean, it, it, this is a picturesque campus. The stadium's kind of up against the mountains. And it's uh, especially when the leaves start to change in October, it, it's as picturesque a sight as you'll get in college football. Okay, do I, I probably need a jacket in October? You think kind of a, at least a moderate jacket, not a parka, but just kind of a light jacket in October, you think, in Provo? Yeah, you'd get away with that. Things don't get to get really dicey until November. <laughs> Well, we are really looking forward to this, and uh, it's already been – now, y'all have a huge game coming up, the Holy War, I believe you call it. Some of our Baylor brethren, we're wanting – we don't know what to call it, the Baptists versus the Mormons or LDS, uh, but, uh, but let's be thinking. Let's put our heads together, uh, and, and let's come up with something decent because the Baptists versus the, the Mormons, I think we could have some fun with that. Well, I'll, I'll text John Morris and, and see if we can't uh, you know, get, get a few more people working on this and see what we can come up with. But uh, I, I'm excited for, you know, I was already excited for the game at McLean Stadium and, and, and knowing that they were on the schedule. And now that it'll be a league game in years to come, it just kind of ramps up the excitement level. And, and as I've said to some other folks in Big 12 country today, I, I really do think uh, that, that Big 12 fans will be impressed by how Cougar Nation turns out to the road venues 
and and I think if they ever get the chance to come to Provo, they take advantage of it to see their teams play uh, at Lavelle Edwards Stadium or at the Marriott Center because they're tremendous environments. I think people will love the hospita- uh, hospitability, the, um, the, the friendliness, uh, the warmth, uh, um, and, and the true appreciation I think BYU will have for their new conference colleagues. All right. By the way, does the, the Cougar mascot, um, do, do they have to be able to dance like that? I, I, I know – Everybody's seen that video. Uh, it's one oh of yeah, the great, no, you you, you yeah. better have your dance chops uh, because there there was a high bar, there was a high standard for Cosmo <laughs> to be able to break it down, and uh, they they absolutely want that. Have you ever had a live mascot? We still have a live mascot at Baylor and have a bear habitat. Have you ever had a live cougar, or have y'all just stuck with the the normal mascots? Well, since I since I've been associated with BYU, it's been of the uh, the, the the man-made furry variety. But I think okay. way 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 back in the day, when they weren't so concerned about such things, uh, live cougars might have been part of the equation. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Hey, really appreciate it, and uh, man, we we look forward, Greg, to meeting you in person. All right. Well, it's been a pleasure chatting with you, and, and hopefully we'll do this again uh, as we uh, approach the year 2023 and beyond. All right, there he goes, the voice of BYU, Greg Rubel, and uh, that's going to be fun. Very nice guy. You can just tell, BYU people, very nice. And uh, let's let's all welcome them in. Mountaineers, let's be nice. Baylor, when they come in here, let's extend a welcoming uh, hand and and uh, welcome them right into the Big 12. Very exciting day. You know, it's after all this gnashing of teeth and being angry and feeling betrayed, it's kind of nice to talk to people who are happy to be among us. BYU could not be happier. He said an 11 on a 10-point scale. All right, um, listen to us tomorrow. The uh, pregame Baylor Tailgate Show, Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show will uh, come from McLean Stadium starting at 2 o'clock. Tom Barfield, Lark, Smith and myself will be part of that. Game time with Tom is next. The University Coaches Show with Kent Laster is brought to you by TFNB, your bank for life. Coach, a team you're going to play tonight, you said they run a kind of a wing tee, but also do you think they're just going to run the ball? Because last week that's all they did. They are they are majority run, obviously, but we've got to be ready for when they you know play action and try to throw the ball to their receiver or tight ends or, or wings or slots, whoever's eligible. So at the end of the day, yes, they are they are a majority run team, but they will try to throw the ball uh, and, and make a play in the passing game. So we just got to be ready, and uh, they're really good at what they do, and we've got our work cut out for us. Alan, defense, how do you make the adjustment for a team like this? You just got to keep the game plan 